0: What's going on, let's man? We're go. up here in this mafia den up in Westchester, <laughs> New York. This is your people. This your place. This is your village. This is your town. Absolutely. Are, this, this is my your spot. city right here. These are your streets.
1: 100%. 100%. That's how we roll.
0: <laughs> man, tell me about, tell me what this what this area means to you. New York, man. man. The, the Bronx, the, all these boroughs, the city. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. All the people, the, all these areas are just man, amazing. I love We've this. been up here talking and yeah. hanging out. Man, I. So many people. God's called you here.
1: Yeah, man. I love it, man. I'm born and raised in the Bronx, just 15 minutes from where we're at right, right now. now. You know, got the Jimmy parents that were working hard and hustling and yeah. kind of coming up here to work in Westchester. So my yes. dad worked in Westchester, and that's how I got the flow here. But growing up in the Bronx, a lot of diversity, a lot of energy, you know, a lot of people, um, really dense and packed, and I just love it, man. So, so you
0: le- raised in church? Uh no. No 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 no. I, nah wow. nah. I I I. You're not a church boy.
1: Nah, I came to faith when I was like 17. For real. Yeah, 18, and I wasn't really in in. You know Student what I'm ministry, saying? church,
0: <laughs> friend, evangelist, outreach. A, nah, I,
1: not till I was like 19, 20. Like I, I I got saved when I was 17, but you know it was the Bronx and we were crazy, so I didn't go back to church until I was. So like you You were running in streets. 100 percent. The only reason why I was in Westchester is because. I was running with some gang dudes and getting into some trouble. I know it don't even seem right, right? But, you know, just kind of getting in trouble. And my dad used somebody's address so I could go to school up here in the suburbs, get around some folk that wasn't trying to shoot nobody.
0: <laughs> and can you believe you are here now for 10 years? Yeah. You've been planted a church. Yeah, yeah. From scratch no people. art. Oh no, no art.
1: art. That was called 401k. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. yeah that
0: was, the hard that, way, that was the hard way, bro. Just let's dig
1: that church up just out the ground. Dug it out, took our 401k, started recruiting about four That's or five it. people,
0: and then just started with how many? Seven. 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 Seven on our You beat team. me out. I started with 12. <laughs> Seven. Seven people. Yep. Near here. Yeah, just about. Five minutes up the way here. I love these streets, in man. White Plains first, but then yeah. really we started growing over here. I love Orlando. these areas. I mean, this morning, walking these streets, catching that bagel shop. Let's go. Coming across that coffee shop. Yeah, yeah, man. Just good little Italian spots, good oh, little yeah. restaurants, oh, mat. Yeah. Let's talk about the, the, the beginning. You get saved in this area. Yep. You love the people, you care of the people, you want to do something, want well, to start a church.
1: Yeah, because when I came um to faith, there wasn't any churches that were diverse. Like yeah. I grew up in a black church, very, yeah, sure, you know, kind of Caribbean flow. Yeah. And I started preaching and traveling throughout the United States and I would see these really contemporary churches. And yeah, yeah. it wasn't that they were diverse, it just had a different style yeah. and a feel. And I was like, Man, I actually want to do that. I wanna wow. I wanna start a church from scratch. And one of the reasons why was because I didn't even know where to go to church when I came to faith. There wasn't a lot of churches here in yeah. New York at the time that I was exposed to. So I was sure. like, hey, we're going to try to start a church. And yeah. I felt like when I was in Missouri that um, I had thought I would take a church up until that sure. point. Like, you know, my father-in-law's or something. But it just was like the only church that I wanted to pastor existed in my head. Wow. So I was like, because it's in my head, I got to yeah, yeah, get yeah, it yeah. down in my heart and then out. God, that's so good. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, so uh, here... Yeah, New York. New York. Yeah, expensive. Yeah. Crazy. Different things. Not a lot of space to rent in.
1: Not a lot of properties. Get creative. Oh, you got to get creative. When we first came here, I was looking at every single space possible. Delis. If there was a room, we looked at it to try to... What do you say to the guy
0: who's discouraged about a space? Can't find that location. I'm going to give up. I'm going to quit. No need for me to plan. I can't find that theater. I can't find that... Oh. I, 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 you know, yeah, what do you yeah. say to that person? But they, they got it in their heart. Yeah. What do you say to the planner who can't find a space?
1: Hey, you got to stay focused, and it's all about gathering people still. So yeah, we didn't have the greatest space, but we played Ultimate Frisbee every Sunday. I had more people coming to Ultimate Frisbee in a park outdoor on Sundays than I did at church at times.
0: Yeah, because your church of small. Exactly. Seven yeah. people. Oh, my gosh. That's launch tape. <laughs> yeah,
1: you can't give up. You, you got to keep getting really creative about trying to gather people. Just gathering people and being very accessible to people especially in that initial stage you yeah. just got
0: to be present that's true yeah. you know so so much has gone on the last couple of years with you yeah i mean not only here launching i mean you got a great church here Westchester white plains yep and then connection with life church yeah our bff john Shout pastor john seedley yeah let's go and then uh covet yeah new building yep. give me a quick rundown give me that give me that popcorn rundown of what's happened the last couple of years.
1: Yeah, started off in White Plains in a school for a year. Got kicked out of the school. So a shout out to all the... <laughs> yeah, the everybody kicked that, out. That, <laughs> if you, you ain't playing a church if you don't get kicked out of something, right? <laughs> got kicked out, came to the movie theater here in Marinette, yeah. and then did that for a little while. Went back to White Plains to the place that we're moving. at. Just moving. So it, it, it's been, we haven't been stable. Yeah. You know, we've been moving around. Um, but the Lord's blessed it, and the church grew. And so, about nine years in, I started hanging out with yeah. John and Leslie Siebling, the and the best people on the planet. And um, we were start. We were here in New York, and we were like, "Man, we should be working together. We should be working Love together." It. I was like, "Man, I ain't a Tennessee guy. I'm not. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm about the life here." And he sent me a text um, about a year and a half ago and said, "What if you stay in New York and you help join my team, and we 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 get you planted?" with a permanent space and you helped us scale to the next level. Um, and we did this thing together. So we bought a building just I before born. COVID.
0: We're going to go see
1: it. We're going to go see it just before COVID. We announced that we were becoming the Life Church in January, February. We did this joint series yeah. together. Yeah. And then boom, COVID blew up. And we didn't even do the official launch of the Life Church New York in person. We did it online.
0: online. Yep. Wow. Online. And so now we're reopening. Yeah. So you're, you've reopened uh-huh. to, to start church. You're getting a building, Yep. hopefully, in, in the next year. Yep. But So what has it been like reopening? I mean, that conversation is massive right now. Yeah. Get back going, get back rebuilding the church, relaunching the church. Yeah. What has that been like? You keep the team together, yep. caring for the people. Some are here, some are not. Some ghosted us. Yeah, so you've been ghosted by yeah. some. What's that been like for you and your wife and the leadership of your church?
1: You know, it's been tough. It's really been tough because, you know, already the speed of churches here in the Northeast don't move at the pace of many other other places, places, right? So you're just trying to, you know, keep everything together and so we've been emotionally, you know, zapped at times because yeah. you're on Zooms. You yeah. Remember COVID, The we had the whole well, racism like, stuff yeah. going on so you're just trying to manage that. It's not only managing people that are afraid of a virus, you're managing the tensions of social media and how people are, you know, um, dealing with that type of stuff. So we had to make a decision on what we were going to do. Were we going to have an attitude of positivity or were yeah. we gonna just going to get in the sunken place and be like, man, I'm just giving it in. And you're watching people you know, the churches dissolve. I mean, literally, yeah, exactly. I've watched churches dissolve in this area that don't exist anymore. So you know, we, we I really got rooted in this one scripture in Ezra, where the people, wow. um, the temple was destroyed, yeah. and they started to rebuild the they temple. Build. Some people were laughing, the old people, the old people were looking back at what was, and they remembered the other temple. They right. were all sad and all that stuff. But the new foundation, there was people that were excited. We decided to be people that were building a new foundation, and we are like, we're going to be excited about what yeah. we have right now. So yeah. that's the only thing that's pulled us forward so in a, relationships.
0: Yeah, so as a pastor, you know, caring for the people, Yep. contacting the people, Yep. being there for the pain and the change yep. that they've been through. Uh, make, uh, getting creative Yep For Because of space A lot of outdoor dynamic, Social distance yeah, New events. dynamics That are going on Y'all been all about that Because you've not You've not closed Serving Nope Outreach Nope Helping those that need The things that need You've been all about yeah, that Yeah we pressed in and, 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 and now all of a sudden you are seeing the fruit of Because people are starting To come back to church
1: Yeah yeah um, People are starting to come back And starting to feel You know comfortable yeah. And it was the One of the things was That we stayed present Like you just mentioned Yeah We got our surf truck going, our mobile washing unit. We were giving people that became homeless during the pandemic, showers in dignity and restrooms in dignity. We did our breakfast for friends. We were serving people. We were out there. We were doing stellar services online all the time, outdoor events, party in the park, movie night at the high school parking lot. I'm telling you, we were so
0: mobile trying to impact people. You know, one of the things I've noticed, leaders right now, they've never been more in touch with their leaders. Oh, 100%. I mean, just on the phone. Yes. Texting Got to yep. stick together Got to stick together No matter the size of the church Absolutely like We got to be tight It
1: was beautiful to be that personable with people And I think we they can't lose it. it It was just this kind of Can't to, lose yeah, it Yeah, you can't lose it Now that we're on the back end of the pandemic You know, people are going to feel like that was shady Because it, it was a pandemic People need human touch So
0: there's things that you gain, learn, grew. I yeah. know Life Church did, I know Highlands did. Yep. So many churches, our friend Mark Johnson, you mentioned Yeah, him. So He's... many churches have learned something yep. that they don't wanna lose. Yeah, Coming now to being, you know, it's not as if we've reinvented the church, it's just we, we've got some add-ons yeah. that will make us better.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like those things need to be integrated into the cultural Ooh. DNA of every church now, because it's what's gonna be magnetic in this next phase. Yeah. People want to be connected with other humans. Yeah, wanna so be careful.
0: 100%. Without that. So I was in the city yesterday. You gotta love the buzz of the city, it's coming back. Oh yeah, People yeah. are out shopping, people walk around, restaurants, uh-huh. uh, cars. Starting to feel good. Starting to feel good, yeah. cities. Yep city. You know, there's something about a city. Oh, man. When God calls you to a city. Yeah. That is an amazing thing when it gets in your heart and you wake up and you, and you look outside and you see the people and you realize, I love these people. Oh, yeah. Have a supernatural love for them. Absolutely. I want to serve them. I want to build a great church, see their life turn around. God's put cities. you you got a city on your heart. Oh, man. I love New York. I could never... I could
1: never leave New York And I think The only way to grow a church Is to stay And sometimes A lot of people Take the option of Well it's tough So I'm going to leave Or I'm going to uproot I'm not just saying that Sure. Some people have to transition exactly. But you still have to have this heart Like I'm putting the stake in the ground I'm not going nowhere One of the biggest things that I think church planters have to make a decision about Is where do I want to be a local And wherever you want to be a local You just stick with it Like these is my people I need some Italians I need some Jamaicans I need Dominican I get my hair cut at the Dominican <laughs> spot Dominican power, papi Plantano power I'm about that life These are my people I know how to c- connect with them yeah, do. I don't care if they're super rich Or if they're hood poor Like I know how to be in the soil of this city and it's, so it gives me life.
0: How much does that because I think this is important right now? How much of that do you feel? It's a natural tendency for it. You, you're from here. Yep. But there is a call of God. Yes. That resonates in your you hear it in your preaching. You see it in your relationships. Thank you. I see it all across Ark, how you bring people together, your networker. Uh, thanks. How you and John and Emmy and all yep. the guys in the life church world are working together. There's a call in your heart. Yeah. How does that help you during the down days, the valleys, the hard, hard moments? Yeah. And and you preach on this. Yeah. What is that call? Talk to somebody who's got that call or, or struggling with that call.
1: Yeah, when you when you have the call on your life, it's very hard to pull. It's unnatural. It's actually it, it would, it would be stifling to me to consider doing something else because I know that God has sent us to do something here, particularly in this region. I'm very, very drawn to New York, that's the local piece. But this Northeast, New England flow, this East Coast where the soil is a little bit more tough, you got to have a word from God that is gonna keep you planted when everything else is falling down, when everything else feels disheveled. It's that word, it's that sense of, I belong here. It almost has to feel like if I wasn't pastoring, I'd still be here. If yeah, 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 I didn't have a church, I'd still be here serving yeah, the
0: people. just with these people. Yep. You know, one of the things that's important for us are, are, is to connect people to cities. We're going to be talking about City Match Project, Yeah. something that we feel passionate. There's a there's about 160 something cities that we've identified over 30, 50,000 in population on up to, yep. to millions Yeah. that are just, they just need more churches. They've got great churches there. But there's, there's room, there's space yeah. to plant a church. We want to get planters to start thinking more about cities. Come Maybe on. it's in New England. Maybe it's a, uh, the, the, the northern Pacific Northwest, Northwest. Pacific enough. Northwest. Yeah. West Coast, Idaho, Utah, Kansas, man, Nebraska, New Mexico, Arizona, yeah. on Maine, Vermont, yeah. Connecticut. Yeah. Make an appeal. For, for planters and young pastors that are come thinking, Man, I wanna plant a church, I wanna have a family, yeah. I wanna do what Pastor Wayne's doing. Yeah. Make an appeal of, come to cities, Don't maybe don't go in the south, maybe don't go to somewhere. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That, that, all those are, are amazing, but that's passionate for me right now, I, yeah. I think about it every day. Me too. Wayne. You know, I feel like if
1: you're a pastor right now and you're considering, or a, a person that wants to start a church, you need to go to a city, a hub, yeah. where you're going to influence the world. That's the thing. When you go to a city like New York, when you're in the Pacific Northwest, when you're in places like, yeah. you know, uh, Vermont and places that, bro, you're, you're, you're taking something and you're chiseling it out and you're getting a model of really impacting people on a different level. Different. People that don't know about church. So you don't have, it's like going someplace where people have knowledge about something. You have so many other things that you have to break down and try to get through. When you come to a place like this where people, they might be exposed to you know, church when they were five years old or something, they don't know anything about it. It's a great opportunity for you to develop culture. It's a great opportunity for you to impact places where the world is coming to. So if you're, if, if, it, it is such a, a passion for me to go to places where it's very metropolitan or urban. Yeah. It's not easy. I got to be honest no, with you. No, it's not. And you got to make sure that you... These streets ain't easy. These streets ain't easy. And the pace moves differently. So yeah. you're going to have to feel like... Oh, you like, hear
0: them coming in. At, oh, we right here in this place. They, oh, uh, in yeah, and out the people door. People
1: in and out the door and all that stuff. And if you think it's going to be add water and stir church growth, <laughs> it ain't going to be add water and stir. You're going to be out here. <laughs> Trying to find some water. Yeah, this is a rotisserie area. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> these places that you go in, it, it, it's a slow curve. Yeah, but the people that you impact and the life change and the disciples you make—these people, when they get rooted, when they get transformed—this ain't. We gonna go jump over here when the new pastor comes in because I ain't like what you said. No, they. I got people here that have been here because they got their lives transformed here, bro. Yeah,
0: I love that, and that—that's important because you know I always feel like I want to have me some space. I want to be able yeah. to build a dream center. I want to be able to do an outreach.
1: You want to do multi-site without yeah. worrying about your, your homeboy over here because yeah. there's like five different multi-sites yeah. Yeah. Or, already. Over here, there's not that, you know, in these cities, there's so much room for you to do new stuff. You're one of the
0: guys who helps us speak into that. Re- cities, yeah. diversity, reaching all kinds of people, yeah. thinking about church in a different way. And I appreciate that. You helped coach some of our planners. Yeah. You're speaking into those things. A lot of times you're an ambassador yeah, for us as it relates to ARC and other things about thinking about how to connect with, with the, all types of people in our cities around the world. Yeah. and Because uh, the church can fit anywhere.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. But I think, you know, we just can't do this cut and paste thing anymore where it's easy. Yeah. There are cities that are calling out right now in a spiritual way for a great life-giving church. Yeah. And sometimes they're overlooked because it's not the most popular thing to go to Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Them people out there different. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. But we need more people that are going to cities, urban centers, people that are going to plant with your family in a yeah, in a in a very complicated, tough place where you're going to have to really be a missionary. You don't got to go overseas Good. to be a missionary. You got to go to some of these modern cities that are very complex politically, um, on the sexual scale, all of the things that are happening with. It, you gotta get in the cities, man, because when you impact those people, you impact the world.
0: Hey, so you're portable for 10 years? 10 years. Back and forth. Yep. Now you got a space. Nice permanent Tell me about building the space. right on the strip. Right here on this, the city. Right in the middle of the city.
1: Right in the middle of the city, this is a CVS that we purchased, so we're about to transform CVS this. It's a action. CVS, people. And we used to get batteries out of here. So we were in that movie theater yeah. right there. We would run down here to get batteries, for so the mics and some waters and stuff. And now the place that we used to get batteries is
0: going to be the a place that we... And now you like being right here on the street. Yeah, look at this strip. I man. wonder how many streets are like this, how many cities yeah. are waiting for a great church. Yeah, absolutely. Are waiting for a life church. In the waiting middle. For, I said everything, just a couple. In the middle couple. of the
1: whole community, you know. Look at all oh. these restaurants and people. and retail. Moving about retail and stuff. And we're we right had a smoothie right mayor. here. We had a smoothie. We're about You're to talking go to people in there. We're about to go, yeah, absolutely. You're yeah. asking when are we coming? That's it. That's the
0: thing. He people was like, hey, when are we coming in? And soon, so this took a lot of faith, bro. I mean, you had you, you and John came up here, yeah. And the funny
1: thing was, we were looking for a lot of places. One of the things that hinders people from doing permanent spaces in cities like this is yeah. no parking, yeah, 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 on this whole strip parking is free on Sundays yeah we got a big old parking lot here in the back and we were just looking for spaces where can we go that's gonna be like a place where it's highly visible we don't want to be tucked away we want to be some place that has high visibility and we found this spot in fact it wasn't for sale It was getting leased. No, they didn't want to sell it to a church because I called years ago. I called years ago and they were like, nah, mom and pop kind of flow. They thought we were just like joking around. And we happened to have a realtor that knew the people that own this spot and say, hey, I got some people, they don't want to lease it. They want to buy it. Are you willing to talk? And they say, yeah, let's talk. And when we started, we put in an offer. This is during COVID too. So maybe that accelerated some like, no, we need to get some stuff off our hands, but it was the right time. And now we got this permanent spot in the heart. A a A lot lot of of these people,
0: they commute. Yep. They live a life of community. Their yep. cities where people commute. Yep. They're on the bus, they're on the train. Yep. they jump it in some ride share. Yep. And then all of a sudden now, you, you, you launch a church in that community. Uh-huh. What's it like to, to reach people like that
1: well, you in know, these cities? you know, you got to you gotta take into account that not only are they working 40 hours a week, yeah. they're commuting 20 hours yeah. a week. So you got to, you know, be sensitive to where people Flexible. are at. Flexible. right? Like the service times, the way you're reaching people, your life groups and so on. Have to consider that people are taking the train ride. Right down the block to get to work to put in all those hours and come back so yeah we've structured things around the pace of our our community it's a different kind of pace people are moving at a totally different speed
0: yeah yeah i think these, these, these streets the stories that are on these streets yeah you come right in the middle of a city Let's go. Let's let plant a church. Let's be, let's open up a building. Oh yeah. Let's let's bring life. There's let's white bring peace. people here.
1: Brazilian people. There's Diversity. Colombians. There's black people. All of this melting pot. This salad bowl of just people. You know, trying to make it. But um, the beautiful thing is there's people that are coming out the city that are planting themselves yeah. here buying homes But those same people are still working in the city and commuting back and forth So, so business you got that is just starting to open up again. oh yeah. coming back alive. Oh, yeah I remember this strip was dead and now you're starting to see life coming back when COVID happened Nobody was out but people are starting to come back. They're hitting up. They're going to get their slices again They're going to go get their milk and cookies over here again. They're getting their Italian food <laughs> right there at that deli over there, you know, so it's feeling alive again. I love it. So what you, what's your hope
0: here is going to happen in this facility right
1: you here know, on the street? It's the visibility. You can get all different types of sandwiches and ice cream and all this. There's no place in this area. I don't see a church. There's no, thank you. There's no churches church. around here. And to have prime real estate, God. to have a and to have, we didn't even have to fight for zoning. This was already zoned to allow a church to be here, which was already a blessing. That's why you got to wait 10 years, man, and yeah. right now we're right here at the right time getting ready to do something and the faithfulness and just sowing and just staying planted. What panting, I love is, you know?
0: is the whole idea of you've merged now. Yeah. Yeah. You've come together with Life Church, Pastor Absolutely. John. And, and that's that's brought another whole lift. Oh, yeah. Expanded, grew. Yep. Your opportunity to do this. Yep. Why is it important that churches come together yeah. now? There may be people right now that are trying to figure out, hey, maybe I could be bigger, go further. If yep. I partnered. Yep. I mean, it's a give and take. Yes. You, you got you to give up to go up. Yep. And so you've experienced <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, come on, I just threw that at you right here with your gold chain. <laughs> got to give up to go up. Hey. So why is it right now? Well, I, I, well, tell me how you went through that, well, emotionally. How did you go through that? Yeah, why you know, important?
1: It was, it, you know, we planted our baby, right? Authentic yeah. church, and it was doing well, but I wanted it to do better. And I knew where I wanted to be. And yeah. my wife and I said, hey, we're not going anywhere. We're not leaving New York. Yeah. But we wanted to go further faster. We wanted something to accelerate us. And when so Pastor John and Pastor Leslie came along and said, let's partner together, why not do a merger to reach people that are far from God but close to us, you got to do different things. You got to innovate. And now we have this permanent space and it wasn't like we were doing it to get permanent space. We were doing it to reach more people because when we decided that we were going to partner, it wasn't like, oh yeah, you just gonna get the golden ticket. It was like, can we be stronger by joining forces to reach an area that's traditionally overlooked? And that's what it is. If we're going to reach these cities, if we're going to reach more people, it's going to be accelerated by stronger. Especially cities. Yeah, especially cities. The, by stronger churches that may be in this Mid-South, yep. or the South, that are gonna say, hey, we're gonna invest in people and couples and areas that need to be reached because it's gonna take permanence, it's gonna take some resource, it's gonna take stability, it's gonna take partnership yeah. to to do what we're doing here. When yeah. you think
0: about, I mean, thank God for ascending church, Yeah. a church that says, man, we love what we're doing, but let's branch out, yeah. let's, let's, let's let's be ascending church, Yeah, whether I ascend church planters, we yep. open up other campuses. Yep. We do a creative merger. I think that's just super important. Where where you realize, hey, it's not about me. Get rid I of think the there are guys, I think there are churches. I think there's some guys right now. That wish they could do this. Yeah. But maybe it, they won't let themselves do it. They feel like they, they lose or they feel like they're no longer the man. Yeah. Uh, they, you know, but the, the power of, of a team yeah. which you have now in a team Absolutely. you did not have even before to come alongside of the team you have now.
1: Yeah. A lot of guys and ladies are thinking that they're gonna lose autonomy. And and I think we we put way too much emphasis on a wrong type of autonomy. Yeah. There's an autonomy that's only ego-driven. But Ooh. then there's an autonomy that you the get from, up. <laughs> There's an autonomy that you get from partnership that feels life-giving and free. I'm not over here feeling like I'm getting smothered and so on, but there is a accountability that yep. comes. There's a, there's a strength, there's a force and I don't feel like I've lost my ability to pastor. In fact, I feel like we're cross-pollinating each other, helping our church in the Mid-South understand how to do apostolic broad ministry. We bring in our own seasoning. We still bring in our own flavor. And, you know, our team is learning a lot from the security of the scaffolding, but we also bring in a vibration, a different kind of feeling to this this, this. Family of churches I hope that we more have. More
0: guys done. do this, so we can reach more cities. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I really think it's. Do. I think it's
0: gonna. I think it's gonna be one of the ways that we reopen stronger. Yes. And then we reach more people. Yep. And I think it's a part of the future. Yeah, I do
1: too. You, doing you know, it in teams? Absolutely. It, it's very apostolic. It's biblical what we're go. doing. We're saying, hey, we're gonna partner to reach more people, people far from God, close to us, and we need to do that with laying down logos, egos, and start doing some partnerships that make us stand. In a place like this, when people come down on this strip, they're not expecting a church here. Yeah. You're not expe- yeah. You're expecting. You expect to go get you a slice. Yeah. yeah you expect yeah, yeah, to go yeah. get you a latte. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, now you can come and be in a place where the church is not hidden. It's actually a city on a hill. Let's go. You think
0: about what? existing strong church, arc. Yeah. A young couple. Yeah. All the resource. Everybody coming together what we could do more together than by ourselves. Yeah, absolutely,
1: absolutely. Let's partner together to do something great for God. Particularly in areas like this, it takes way more. Look, I was here for 10 years almost on my own, grinding, just grinding. People moving in and out. People moving in and out, the transients, trying to figure out. We would have gotten here. We would have gotten here on our own. So I don't want anybody to think we weren't like, you know, waving the white no flag you or no anything you work, like that. It's not the point. The point was we had the sense and the discernment to know that if we are going to reach areas, cities like this, it's going to take us going all in together on partnerships or at least being innovative enough and secure enough to say, if God's sending me some help, take it.
0: Man, I love this. People are training to church. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All up and down this line. Absolutely. Just go the, all the way into the city? To
1: the city, Grand Central, Stanford, Connecticut. Some people coming down from there.
0: So you're, people are coming to church this weekend Absolutely. on the train.
1: Yeah, people come to church. You have a monthly pass, so they go into the city for work, use the same pass for church on Sundays. That is amazing. Yeah, 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 it's beautiful, man. We're 20 minutes from Grand Central right here and probably
0: a half an hour into Connecticut. So, so. you got you get really got to factor that in. Yeah. As it relates to connecting with people. Absolutely. You know how people are commuting in different ways. And along this train line, like if
1: you see over there, there's yeah. a lot of these houses and these apartment buildings that are built right next to the train line so that people can get in and out. In fact, where we're at right now, Westchester County, especially as New York is exploding, has started to explode as well with people trying to come here to, you know, beat the density. Give them some space. Give them some space, get a tree or two. You know what I'm saying? You
0: might need a tree. So many but, spots like this in America. Yeah, yeah. are just crying out for a young couple like yep. you and your wife, your family. Come and love us, come be our pastor. Absolutely. Come care for us.
1: Yeah, and you saw on the strip a lot of young families. Bring us purpose. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Absolutely, just people kind of like, hey, I want to get rooted with something that's relevant. Teaching that's personal, not this broad brush kind of thing where people are speaking to the issues. I know
0: you've been talking a lot to your church about mental health. Oh, yeah. We've all walked through it. Yeah, yeah. Pastor Chris just wrote a book, Out of the Cave. Mm -hmm. Everybody's doing, having these conversations. They're no longer stigma. Right. It's no longer backroom talks. Yeah. It's out in the open. If you're dealing with depression, if you're dealing with stress, if you're dealing, who's not dealing with anxiety, who's not living today, how how have you been talking about it? Yeah. And how have you, from your own personal stories, and sharing that.
1: Yeah, let me start with my, my story, you know, for three years while we were doing this church plan, I actually had a clinical depression. I mean, three wow. years, high functioning, just like, you know, yeah. a lot of leaders, yeah. you just gotta get after it. you can't, you know. And So for three years, man, I was in a really dark place. And, um, you know, when you're doing church, it's hard. People are leaving. You're trying to raise funds. You're working. I had a five-year-old and a seven-year-old. You know what I mean? You're you're trying to, and it was really, really. And the thing was, I wasn't doing enough self-care. I wasn't pausing enough. I was preaching way too many Sundays. I wasn't asking my friends to, hey, can you just come in and just do me a Sunday, man? I I don't have the highest honorarium, but if you could come in, I'm gonna feed you good. And I I, I was a little bit too proud to do that, right? And so recently we started talking about mental health. We did a series called Out of the Blues, and I just came and told my story. All of our churches were talking about it. The most effective series across the church. Across the church, 100%. What
0: were some of the things that you were encouraging people? Encouraging people to start exercising, eating
1: better, talking to somebody taking the stigma off of therapy, especially in communities yeah. of color at times where you're talking to people in communities of color where maybe there's still a stigma attached to going to get therapy and so on. We just unpacked it, released disgrace from having problems. Shame off you culture instead yeah. of shame on you culture. Yeah. And um, started talking about our own personal issues, but a lot of the practical things, sleeping. We talked about sleeping. Yeah. That's good for your mental health. A lot yeah, of people yeah. are just grinding so much and you don't what sleep. Was,
0: do you remember the, the, the scripture or the the base around it that y'all were talking about?
1: Yeah, we did some uh, scriptures rooted in Philippians, um, you know, about uh, don't be anxious about anything, pray about everything. So we rooted some stuff down in Philippians. I did a a, a message about the four lepers that were in the Old Testament. And they said, hey, we either going to die here or we're going to head toward, uh, you know, uh, Samaria. And talked about don't die where you're at. Keep Uh, moving, take a step forward. It may feel like you're leprous with pain but keep moving. It was great, man. And then we had Emmy Vasquez come in. Yeah. We, him and his wife have gone through yeah, a lot of trauma lot. and they came in and we did a panel discussion and we, we we talked about issues and how he overcame his PTSD and stuff like that. We just opened it up. It was amazing.
0: One of the things is people feel like they're alone. Yep. You could be in a big city. Yep. In big situations, but you feel alone. Yes. Around all kinds of people, feel alone. Pastors, around all kinds. Go to a conference, go to a, a round table. Yeah. Uh, go to still feel alone. Yeah. And that's one of the great lies of the enemy. Mm-hmm. You're all by yourself. Yep. Get you isolated, get you messed up, yep. get you alone in your thoughts. Yeah. I've always, I've, you know, I've learned this in my own life that, that a leader alone in his thoughts. Can make bad decisions. Oh man! And how important Real. has it been? I know you, you seek relationships. Yeah, it doesn't. It, it, it's a lot of times it doesn't come to you. No, you, you gotta seek relationships. Absolutely. How have you done that as a pastor? And how do you encourage your people to seek relationships, even with social distancing and the crazy world we live in?
1: Yeah, you know, one of the things I tell people is to always assume a positive intent because a lot of times we think when I'm gonna reach out to someone, I'm a pain, I'm a bother, I'm a this. You always just gotta presume that a person actually wants to help you. A person wants to be there for you, that you are not a problem. That a person, if they really know that you need them, they're not gonna be like, oh man, I, I can't do that right now. So we really tried to break down that feeling of just positive intent, that people wanna connect. I FaceTime with people, I text with people, I let people know the severity of when I do need them because there's times where, you know, people are busy Busy. but if I text you and say yo I really need you right now people are gonna respond yeah. so yeah staying in community FaceTime somebody don't gotta yeah. be it, don't gotta be an hour five minutes can bring joy <laughs> to a person's soul a text can lift you up you yeah, know what I'm saying yeah.
0: so yeah you, you, Wayne Francis all up in your city right now so hey you've done church a lot of different yeah. ways yeah launched a church mobile yep did it on your own yep. now you're in partnership yep. great facility right here What do you think the future looks like when you think future church, taking Jesus into the future, reaching people? Yeah. What is that going to look like as we move forward? What do you tell that young planner?
1: Yeah, I think that the future looks collaborative more than ever before. It is about key relationships. Um, You know, we have a mutual friend, Scott Jones, Pastor Scott, always says life moves at the speed of relationships. And I really believe that you're going to have to be in tighter proximity with people the arc organizations that are going to help you get to where you need to go a little bit faster yeah. i think it's going to be more specialized um and more boutique in feeling so um small explain is, that well you know small is big yeah and yeah. um it's going to be like hey if you can start and nestle people together gather them with human touch i don't think we need to be intimidated anymore about um smaller settings yeah. and smaller uh connections with people yeah um Well, I know a lot of people have talked about online. Online ain't going nowhere. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, people need humanity and proximity. So yeah. we're gonna have to start thinking of how do I insert the gospel in context that are not only Sunday driven, yeah. but you're making touches. And it yeah. could be, you know, small groups, but I yeah. tend to think that not only small groups, I think we're gonna have to have more workshop feeling yeah. type events, more things that are specialized, that you're, yeah. you're speaking to a, a particular group because of their felt need for a shorter amount of
0: time. Right. We're doing some things right now. We're breaking the Bible down into families yeah. and, and doing all we can to equip families yeah. with the Bible. Yeah. We're in the family context. Let's equip that parent. Let's equip that single mom. Let's help that blended family. Exactly, exactly. Do all they can to kind of know what's happening in their space. Yeah. With with those little ones, with those teenagers.
1: Yeah. I just think we're going to have to curate more experiences for people that are specific. Yeah. You know, I know we kind of do felt-need things and or um, free market groups. I think we're going to have to get really narrow and try to pinpoint where people need to be helped the most. Yeah.
0: I know you love helping church planters. Yeah. You love when a planter calls you and says, I, w- I want to come to the city. Yeah. And and, and and how important it is that a church planter connects with a big brother?
1: Yeah. Start friendships first. You're going into a city, don't feel like you're going to threaten anybody. There ain't no threats in the city, <laughs> all right? When you got- I- when you got two or three million people, right ain't here. nobody. They yeah, right here. They right here on the street. Ain't nobody got no time for competition. Ain't nobody worried about that. God. Don't come in with a, a
0: small-minded.
1: Yeah. Don't think flex. Think friendship. Think yeah. about hey, let's get in. Let's partner. Ask more questions instead of making statements. Get around some people oh, and build so your good. cadre. And your relationships are gonna make your success happen. I'm telling I, you.
0: I know you're 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 an ambassador for ARC. Yes. I know not only what you do with Life Church, your own your own Arc. church, yeah. but you, you've been big on being able. To to speak into the diversity. I've had you speak to us, help us. Uh, Being able to know that ARC is the association of related churches. How has ARC, being a part of ARC, been a win for you?
1: How hasn't it been a, a win? connected me with key relationships with people from across the nation, actually around the world, to be quite honest with you. And um, I feel like it's given me a whole lot of reason to actually stay connected and plugged into my city because I see tons of examples of longevity um, and tons of examples of people. I think there's a generous spirit, the spirit of generosity that has allowed me to kind of help people. I had a church planter in Connecticut recently. He ain't got about I don't know, maybe a hundred people planted right before COVID, and um, wow. had to innovate, had to figure out a new space. Met him for lunch the other day, and he brought me a check. What? <laughs> He brought me a check. Now, we we got a building, we established. Yeah. But coming under the ARC flow, feeling the training and stuff like that, he's already learning generosity honor. for where he wants to go and honor. Brought a check for our new building. So it's those types of relationships and now he's in Connecticut. You know what I'm doing? Right I'm up trying the to track. Bring, right up the track. I'm trying to bring resources and life and relationships to him and we're doing life together. He's coming down to Memphis and we're going to ARC, we're catching the same flights and all that stuff. It's that relational thing that provides longevity. So for me, it's giving me structure. It's giving me relationships. It's given me friends. It's given me opportunities to hone my speaking and my leadership skills and building teams. The arc has been amazing. The only thing I could do is give back and try to pull more yeah, people in. You know, I
0: appreciate you doing that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we, we live in a world a lot of negative, a lot of hate. Yes. A lot, everybody throwing shade. Yeah. A lot of man, a lot, of, a lot of, a lot of hurt running up and down these, there's, these airways. How have you stayed? Po- you're always. How have you stayed positive? How have you not gotten down in that gutter? Gonna hate on somebody, gonna talk bad about people. Yeah. You've, you've walked with honor. Yeah. I think it's huge. Yeah. We live in a world of dishonor. Yes. If that I bring is so you true. down, I'm gonna bring myself up. Yeah. How have you walked with honor, other pastors, other churches, all the things happening in our world where you don't get in that fray? Yeah. Um, less speech, talk less. I
1: feel like, you know, the condition of the soul is always at the tip of the tongue. And if my my soul ain't right, I'm not gonna speak too much. it just got a little bump. Hey! hey. But I, be, I mean that. <laughs> I feel like um, in a culture that is outrage-driven and vocal, that um, Jesus' example is that he didn't say a word at times. The key moments, you, you, the less you say is the more effective less you, you are. The less you tweet.
0: <laughs> the less you tweet. You post. know what I'm
1: saying? The less you post is the more effective. And to be quite honest with you, that has allowed my spirit to be still. And I haven't had a lot of controversy so that I can walk with more joy. So things that I try to do every day is like, I try to laugh every day, I try to dance every day, I try to smile every day, and I'm intentional about those things. And those are the things that have actually kept my mental health going. They're Right way, because if you don't laugh or smile, there's always something to laugh at. Oh man! And I'm telling you, because times are dark, and so um, comedians are really good about um, analyzing and saying less, and then learning when to say the right thing at the right time to bring joy to people. Can
0: you encourage churches, staff, team, that that um, diversity? Yeah. We're, we're gonna make it. Yeah, we're if, gonna if make we it. If we just if we just lean in.
1: Hey, look. The world is looking toward the church to be an example of what it means to have diversity. Corporations aren't leading diversity because that's all financially driven, right? Mm. The reason why the church is so powerful in showing diversity to our onlooking world is because we gather because of the cross and we gather voluntarily church leaders are amazing because we inspire people to do things without them getting money for the most part if you're yeah. a, you can have a staff and yeah, all that yeah, stuff yeah. <laughs> but when we bring diversity together and we model that on a Sunday and black folk and Asian and white people and Latinos and are coming together for the sole purpose of just being together because we love each other Jesus said you cannot authenticate discipleship without love for one another that's why diversity has to work in the church first before it can work anywhere else because anywhere else it's just based on you know a motive of getting ahead or it's a corporate thing when the church does it when the church models it it is the most beautiful life-giving thing because it's only based on love and the sandpaper of discipleship of us rubbing against each other sometimes cause a friction because it ain't gonna be easy but when sandpaper rubs against sandpaper the both of them gonna get smooth come on somebody